Okay, I'm trusting that you've got your coffee, that you're seated back down on the couch. Um, thanks for hanging in here with us today as we do church differently than we normally do. Full disclosure, y'all, I would much rather be sitting here with you and the fact that I'm talking into this microphone, looking at this screen and that screen, and we're not actually together. It's, it's awkward for me. Like, I just want to be hanging out in your living room, and that might also be just as awkward. But anyway... Here we are, right? So we're in week 11 of our series, Win-Win. I know this is very different. These are very different times for our country and especially for our church. What I love about our body here at the gathering is that we're not letting anything stop us from worshiping together. And so thank you for taking a moment this morning and just being here with us, engaging in worship, even in your living room, in possibly in your pajamas. Try not to picture that right in my head. Um, but also now engaging in the Word of God, because the Word of God is living and active, and it's going to bring us life this morning. So you turn to Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to be in verses 19 through, through 19 through 34. And I just want to tell you this. Um, a lot of people, maybe you've heard them say this, have, have said to me, the Bible's not relevant. Like, the Bible is an old book. It's ancient. It was written years ago. It's not relevant for today. And what we're going to read this morning that was spoken by Jesus so many years ago could not be more relevant to where we are right now. Most people that you and I know, and, and maybe we're included in this, I believe have two things on their mind right now. They're worried about two things. Number one, they're worried about their money. I mean, do you guys watch You watch the news? Have you seen, like, the stock market's lost a third of its value in a, in a week and a half or so? Um, people are worried about, about banks and, like, will we have my money that's there? And will I have enough money to spend on stuff? And am I going to – and all these things. We're so worried about money. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be. I'm just saying that it's a reality that many people are. And we're also worried about our future, Right. Um, I mean, maybe you're wondering if you'll have a job. Maybe you're wondering if you're going to have enough food for um, next week's dinners. Maybe you're wondering what the price of gas will be, what, whatever. We're all concerned about, like, things that haven't even happened yet. And what I want you to know is that those are the two issues that Jesus speaks to today. I mean, you can't convince me otherwise. The Word of God is relevant. It's always been relevant. And so as, as we read these scriptures, and as I share with you like a big idea and a couple thoughts behind them, um, listen, I want you to interact, right? So you type into the comments when God speaks to you and he encourages your faith through his word, you share that with the people that are watching right now. Just like if we were sitting here, um, a couple of you <laughs> would be like, amen. Some of you would be like nodding your heads. Um, but man, interact, right? Let's, let's talk to one another about what the word of God is saying to us. So let's pick it up in verse 19, Matthew chapter 6. This is what Jesus says. He says, don't store up, for, up treasures here on earth where moth eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, this is an important verse, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eyes like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you, th if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Now, so let's stop, stop right there. In these first couple of verses, 
Here's what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about our treasures, right? Our money, the things that we're concerned about. And he's saying, learn how to trust God with your treasures. So just a couple things to think about, right? Here's the big idea today. Everybody's wondering, like, what are we going to do with all that's going on in the world? So people are worried about the unknown. Let's talk about what we know. And when we know who to trust, we'll know what to do. People don't know what to do right now because they don't know, can I trust the media? Can I trust the news sources? But when we know who to trust, and that's God, then we'll know what to do. And specifically, what Jesus is saying is when you know what to, who to trust, you'll know what to do with your treasures, and you'll know what to do with your tomorrows, with your money, and with your future. So here, he's dealing with our treasures. And here's what he says, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. If, if there's a relevant verse in this entire passage, it's got to be verse 19, where he talks about storing your treasures here on earth, and this is where moth Moths and rust can destroy that treasure where thieves can steal that treasure. Isn't that exactly what's happening right now? I did some research on the coronavirus, on the COVID-19 virus, and do you know that it is 140 140 nanometers in diameter? And I don't know what a nanometer is, so I had to, like, try to make it applicable to, like, my life and my brain. So if you plucked a strand of your hair out, just one single strand of your hair, You could fit 714 coronaviruses across the width of that single strand of hair. That's how small a nanometer is, how small this this virus is. And, And what I want you to see is something that small is shaking the entire earth. That's what it means when don't store your treasures here on earth because moths can eat them and rust can destroy them. A virus can shake it. Like That's what's happening in our world right now. And so Jesus says this, instead of allowing that to shake you, learn how to store your treasures in the right place, right? He says, store your treasures in heaven because wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. So I like to think of it like this. Your heart is tied today to wherever you put your treasures yesterday. Does that make sense? Wherever you put your treasure yesterday is where your heart is tied to today. Now, here's what that means. Um, I don't do a lot of in the market, but if you invested in Google stock a year ago, I can guarantee you this, that you started tracking Google stock a year ago. The minute you put your money in their stock, you started finding the, their ticker symbol and you started looking up on, on your computer, in the newspaper, you started checking out what was happening with where you had placed your money. It's the same thing here. What Jesus is saying is, Wherever you've put your treasure, that's where your heart's going to end up being. So I would challenge you, where's your treasure, right? Jesus takes the next couple of verses, and he talks about, like, our eyes, and it's kind of like, what's he mean by our eyes are full of darkness, or maybe it's light, maybe that light is darkness, and he starts talking about you can't serve God and money. Here's what Jesus is saying. Jesus talks about storage, eyes, and masters, and he's saying wherever you store your treasure will change what you look at, and it will change who you listen to. So where is your treasure, right? And if your treasure, if my treasure is in the things of this world, then our eyes right now are full of darkness and panic because everything we see on the news is causing us to freak out. And we're listening to talking heads who aren't telling us the truth, right? They're not, really, they're not feeding peace. They're feeding panic. And so I want to encourage you, store your treasures in heaven 
And if you do that, your eyes will be fixed on heaven. They'll be fixed on Jesus, and your master will be God. You'll listen to what he says if you choose the right storage. hope that makes sense. So Jesus is calling us to trust him with our resources, and we'd say yes a whole lot faster if we knew what the future held. Am I right? So, like, if I said to you right now, hey, invest all of your time and your talent and your treasures in kingdom things, you would say, I will do it. I'll do it, Paul, 100% if I knew what tomorrow would hold. See how that future fear, it just, we get so afraid of the future. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, so I'm going to pull everything in close. And what Jesus is saying here is, look, trust God with your treasure. And now he's going to talk to us about how we can trust him with, with our tomorrows. He picks up in verse 25. This is what he says. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. Your heavenly Father still leads, feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries even add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory wasn't dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat or drink or wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father, your heavenly Father, knows exactly what you need. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Let me just give you a couple thoughts as we wrap this up. There's so much in this section that we could unpack, and today we're not going to do that because I know right now you've already gotten up and gotten your second and third cup of coffee, right? Your, your kids might be kind of going crazy right now, like, how long is Paul going to be talking? So I just want to share with you quickly just a few thoughts, and I would encourage you, man, read through these scriptures later today. Read through these scriptures later this week. We've provided a growth guide for you to go through with your own family that will help you answer some of the questions and, and really dig deeper into what God's saying, okay? So for right now, let me just say this. Let's cut to the chase. In the verses we just read, do you know that Jesus mentions worry six times in 10 verses? And he says, do not worry three times. Specifically commands, do not worry. Now, um, teenagers in the, in the houses right all, all across the county, you're watching this like, when your parents say something six times in 10 minutes, you think it matters? Yes, of course it does. Um, em employees, when your boss tells you something six times in 10 minutes, they're trying to get something across. And Jesus is saying, don't worry. Don't be afraid. I think it's safe to say that what Jesus is dealing with here is our fear of the unknown. Now, why do I say that? Because with all that's going on right now with the coronavirus in our world, it would be so easy to wonder why Jesus thinks we shouldn't be worried about food and clothing. Like he's in here saying, like, don't think about what you're going to eat. Don't think about what you're going to wear. And these are the things that are dominating our thoughts right now. But can I just encourage you with this? We don't usually worry about today. We worry about tomorrow. What we do today is we survive. What we do today is we, we get through it. We, sometimes people grin and bear it. We don't usually worry about what's happening right in front of us. We typically worry about what might happen later. 
And so Jesus is saying, look, don't worry about tomorrow. And so specifically in verse 34, he commands us, do not worry about tomorrow. So can I just say this? Jesus is telling you and I, instead of worrying about tomorrow, put him first today. That's what he said. Now, this is um, the part where I'm going to say something really cheesy. And if you were here with me, you would all groan and we would all laugh about that. So what's going to happen now is if you could open your windows and I said what I'm getting ready to say, there's going to be like this collective groan all around the county, right? But here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, put Jesus first and get the rest, right? Because he said, if you'll seek first the kingdom, I'll give you all these things, the food, the clothing, He's not talking about making us rich. He's saying, I'll provide for you. I'll give you everything you need. So you can seek me first and get that, or you can seek all that stuff and lose everything. So here's, here's what he said. The cheesy thing. Here it comes. Put Jesus first and get the rest. Put Jesus last and fail the test. I know, you just groaned. You didn't think you were doing it, but you actually did. You just groaned out loud, right? But what he's saying is if you put me last, you're going to lose everything. But if you put me first, you'll get everything. I'll take care of you, Right? Seek first my kingdom, and then I'll give you all these things. Listen, the Father knows what we need. So I'm going to wrap this up with two statements, practical statements. Here they are that sum up the entire teaching of what Jesus said. Give to God today, and your heart will be more connected to him tomorrow. Right? Isn't that what he said? He said, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. So if today I give my resources to God, then tomorrow my heart's going to follow that. Can I just encourage you with this? Some of you need to give. Like, not because we need the money, but because people in our city need the money. Because people in our city need food. You, you might not even give it through us. You might give it to a neighbor. But you need to give. You need to open up the hands that are gripping your resources because you're afraid. And you need to open those hands up and just say, look, God, whatever I have, you use it. And I can guarantee you this. If you'll give to God today, then tomorrow your heart's going to be even more connected to him. Make sense? Here's the second statement. Seek God today, and your faith will be more effective for him tomorrow. See, he said, seek first my kingdom. And if you'll seek first my kingdom, then what's going to happen is tomorrow you're going to see me come through for you. And I don't know how you are wired, but I know how I'm wired. And when I start to think about all the ways that I have put God first and then he has taken care of me, it builds my faith up. And it doesn't just build my faith up for me. It builds my faith up for God to use me, to share that with other people. So when I meet others who are struggling, maybe you know people that are really full of anxiety, that are really worried about this whole situation, you're going to have faith to share with them. You're going to be able to speak into their lives. So these two statements, again, give to God today, and your heart will be more connected to him tomorrow. And seek God today, and your faith will be more effective for him tomorrow. See, it's, it's all about what we do today. And I want to leave you with that. The world is worried about tomorrow. But we're believers. We're children of God. And we're not going to worry about tomorrow. We're going to worship today. And when we do that, it changes everything. When we know who to trust, we'll know what to do. And you are equipped to do what he's called you to do with your treasures and with your tomorrows. So can I just say this before we 
close out in prayer. Um, I don't often tell you when I call these these messages, but this one is titled Jesus Spills the Tea, which you might not know what that reference means, and it can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people, but spill the tea literally means tell the truth. And so here in our passage, Jesus is spilling the tea to all of us about trust, about treasures, and about tomorrow. See, tea, he spills it, and he's encouraging you and I to trust him with our treasure, with our tomorrow, and we can. And I'm going to pray that over you right now, that you'd be filled with his goodness, that you'd be filled with faith to believe that he is working to bring good out of the very thing that the enemy would want want to use to bring evil. Father, right now, in your name, Jesus, I thank you that you have been with us here, and you're going to be with us as we hit um, the buttons to turn off our devices as we go about our days, as we, as we call people to check on them, as we get connected, God, to groups, as we talk to our team members, as we stay connected to one another, even as the world is practicing social distancing, God, we're going to practice being connected socially through various things like social media. We're not going to stop being connected to one another, God, because now we need each other more than ever before. And I pray, God, just a special, um, a special blessing of faith, God, and trust and power over the gathering family, over this house. And I pray that you would use us this week to spill out on others the same, the same tea that we have heard about today, God. That we would share with people that you are a God who can be trusted. And that more souls would come into the kingdom this week because of how you've encouraged us through your word than we ever thought possible. We pray, God, a blessing over our city. We pray a blessing over businesses that may find themselves closing now more than they expected to and that they would find in you a God who provides and who loves and who takes care of his people. God, use us as your children to spread hope and power and peace in our city. In your name, Jesus, amen. Amen.